Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Do you believe that? Yeah. Amen. Amen. I do, too. Well, as, uh, as we uh, approach the new year, today is New Year's Eve, and, uh, and tomorrow is, uh, is the beginning of a new chapter. I've heard several people use that phrase this morning, a new chapter. Uh, and so before we, we get into to the word uh, this morning, um, there was a, a father and son, and, and the boy told his father, he said, Dad, if there are three frogs sitting on a limb that hung over a pool, and one frog decides to jump off into the pool, how many frogs would be left on the limb? Well, the dad replied, well, two. No, the son replied. There are three frogs on a, uh, there are three frogs, and one decides to jump. How many are left? So the dad said, oh, I get it. If one decides to jump, then the others would too. So there'd be none left. And so the boy said, no, Dad, the answer is three. The frog only decided to jump. I know some of you may have heard that but before, but, but does that sound like last year's resolutions to you at all? Yeah. Uh, you have great inspiration and great resolutions, but oftentimes we only decide, and months later we're still on the same limb doing nothing. <laughs> and so... Uh, this morning, I, I want to look at, uh, at, at a, n- a new opportunity we have with the new year ahead of us. And so we're going to begin by reading in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, uh, and um, beginning at verse 1. For everything, there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven. There's a time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, and a time to loose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. What gain has the worker from his toil? I have seen the business that God has given to the children of man to, uh, to be busy with. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I perceived that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to, be, and to do good as long as they live. Also, that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in his toil. That is God's gift to man. Well, the writer of this passage, Solomon, uh, he's telling us that God has a plan for all of us and a cycle for everything uh, that, we are, that we are planned to do in accordance with his will. And to do that, our lives demand of us. 
that we must find balance. The problem is, is that many of us live much of our life out of balance. We, we're aimlessly wandering from one life event to another without much thought or reason of how did we get here? Or, or, or why are we making the choices, whether good or bad, uh, that I'm making? We have an opportunity before us today. Just like the frog, uh, do we decide to leap into the pool but never jump? Or do we decide to leap in the pool and actually take the steps necessary to accomplish the task? And so this morning, uh, I want us to, to, to look at a few steps that will hopefully help you take advantage of all that God has in store for you and for you to have a life full of balance. And so the first thing you have to do is, is you have to discover your purpose. What is your purpose in this world? This is the core question of our lives, and, and if you haven't thought very seriously about that much, or you haven't, uh, then you probably haven't really taken life very seriously. Many of the problems in people's lives would, would be settled if they would just understand their purpose in this life and then live it out. The Bible says in, in Romans 14, verse 8, it says, For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. So if it's true that we belong to the Lord, then, then we have the obligation uh, to, to live for the Lord. As the Word says, do, uh, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. That's from Corinthians. Our lives are not our own. They do not belong to us. We belong to God. The Bible also says in, in Philippians 2, beginning at verse 12, part B, it says, as Paul writes, uh, he says, Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. See, your purpose is to live out and fulfill the purpose of God in your life. He is working to unfold that plan in your life, and your responsibility is to cooperate with his work in you. 1 Corinthians 10.31, uh, the Bible says, uh, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Let me read that again. So whatever you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. You see, the grand purpose of your life is to know God and have an ongoing relationship with Him that brings glory uh, in, a way, in the way that you live your life. Ephesians 2.10 uh, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. And so what is your purpose? It's to know God through uh, His Son, Jesus Christ, and to live for Him. Your purpose is to do as much good as you can for Him and others. In today's culture, we're encouraged to believe that, that we are God's gift to the world. 
All my decisions are made uh, to bring me joy and happiness. That we are the center of the universe and others are to do my bidding to make me happy. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you this morning and to burst your bubble, but you are not here to serve and please yourself as much as you might think it be. But you have a higher calling. If you don't understand your purpose, then your life is built on a wrong foundation. And if your life is built on a wrong foundation, it doesn't matter how magnificent the structure is, it's going gonna, it's gonna to crumble and it's going to fall. I want you to take your, your worship folder, if, if you've got one, open it up. And I want you to look at the top right side of, of your worship folder. And, and this has, uh, is, is what First Church is about. And it says, All of life should revolve around Jesus. Therefore, we exist to make Jesus the subject of our personal and public life. To make Jesus the subject, we have decided that the mission of First Church is for everyone to know God, experience freedom, live with purpose, and be set in motion to carry out the great commandment and the great commission. And so that, that's, that's in line with what Scripture says. Uh, and so I, I just wanted you to just be aware that, that what we are about as First Church uh, is lining up with, with what Scripture says, that we need to be know, we need to, part of our purpose is to know God and to know uh, His Son, Jesus. And so your primary purpose here is not to be successful or have a wonderful career. Your purpose is not to, to be happy in your earthly accomplish, accomplishments or, or earn a lot of money. Your purpose is not even to find love and have a family. The Bible says in Matthew, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. It's not these things, these other things that are bad, uh, they're not, they're not bad. It's just that they cannot come before the main purpose for which we were created. And that is to know God and to glorify him with your life. When you get that straight, then, then the rest of the things in your life will fall into place. You'll have balance. And so the second thing you have to do, if you're going to have balance in your life, is you have to establish your priorities. You have to have a firm grasp of what the real purpose is in, in this world. You have to understand that your life belongs to God and that you are not to live for him, excuse me, uh, that you are, you are to live for him rather than yourself. But now you need to understand God's specific plan for you. Begin by asking yourself this question. What are my gifts? What are the specific talents and interests that God has put into my life? How can I use these to fulfill his purpose for me in this world? The reason that these questions are, are important is that you may be doing many good things, but you may not be doing the things God has in mind for you. Your area of interest may be the gifts God has given you uh, to promote growth and influence for his kingdom. And so setting priority is not about choosing between what is good and what is bad. That's already been settled uh, when you decided to live your life for God 
and, and God-given purpose in your life. Priorities have to be set uh, when the choice is between what is good and what is best. Between what will benefit, be beneficial and what is actually God's will for you. You see, God has made you with particular uh, interests, skills, and gifts. And so go in the direction of those interests and gifts because this is how and why God has created you. You know, uh, Charlie, you and Becky uh, play instruments well, play piano well, and you serve where God has, has called you and where God has gifted you. Uh, and so thank you for that. Um, you know, uh, Scott, you, you're good with numbers and figures, and so you serve as our church treasure because you're good at understanding those things, and so you're using God's giftedness uh, in those areas. Um, and so there's, you, you need to lean towards those gifts. My, my area of gift is, is administration and organization, and sometimes I can get too organized for some people. But you'll get over it. Um, uh, <laughs> the students may, may, may get annoyed with it. I'm not talking to you. you, you I, was, no, I was looking at Barb. No, just, <laughs> um, I'm not going to go there. The students appreciate it at the end of a trip because I, I do so good at organizing them. But, but anyhow, it's important that you serve in the area of, of your giftedness. And, and so if you're not sure, what, what are you good at? What is God... Uh, given to you, what, what comes naturally to you, uh, and, uh, and start serving in those areas. It's about getting the most uh, from your life. And so setting priorities helps you to trim down your involvement to a reasonable level. You see, um, the, and so the, the next thing you need to do is, if you're going to have balance in your life, is you have to make a plan. And so you can understand your purpose and set your priorities, but if you have no plan on how to make it happen, it's never going to happen. Just like the frog who decided to jump in the pool of water, he made the decision, but didn't have a plan to follow through on his decision. And so uh, nothing is going to happen until you make a plan. <coughs> and so it's it's too easy to let life uh, just sweep on by and sweep you along and your agenda is filled with the urgent little things of the day. Uh, if you're not deliberate in planning out your life, your life will drift and life will just happen or someone else will plan it for you. I know in the office, uh, you know, if, if I don't have a plan of what I want to get accomplished in the day, it's easy to end up helping and being off doing other things in the church to, and, and then I'm still at the end of the day still having to get all my stuff done uh, but other people's agendas I've allowed creep in and so uh, it's important uh, to, to have a plan uh, you, want your you want your life to happen on purpose if you can't get, uh, get everything done it's because you're trying to do more than God wants you to do You've, you have just enough time to do what God wants you to do. This past year, um, I've noticed uh, in Susan uh, that she's taken steps to be more intentional uh, about how she serves in the church. 
um, and, and she is a faithful servant. But she has learned, she's learned that if she says yes uh, to every opportunity to serve others, that she ends up feeling fatigued, empty, and less effective in her ministry. Uh, and so that's why she's begun saying no to certain opportunities to serve. She wants to serve God in her area of giftedness and to serve with joy and to bring glory and honor to God. And so that's why she's starting to, to be a part of the praise team. That's one of the areas God has gifted her. And, uh, and so uh, she's setting an example to me to help me and encourage me to do better at prioritizing and, and making a plan. And, um, let's move on. Ephesians chapter 5, beginning at verse 15, it says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise. Make the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so it's important to take time to sit down and write out your life purpose. But your priority, put your priorities down on paper. I know Pastor Josh, I think uh, he and Pastor, uh, he and his wife Emily, I think get together and they do a, a brief one or two day retreat and go over their priorities and their plan uh, for their family. But it's important to make a plan to fulfill those priorities and make them happen. Begin to say no to some things and cut out other things. Make sure there is enough time for the important things. Pencil in time for God and for ministry to other people. Your ministry may be encouraging someone over the phone. Maybe it's baking a pie, singing a song, teaching a class, witnessing to your neighbor, writing a story, leading a group. Maybe it's being a part of a jail ministry team working with children or youth or, or the elderly. Your ministry is going to be unique to you. It's not going to look like your neighbors. And so use your personal gifts uh, as your calling, and you will have time for God uh, to use you because you have made a plan. And so, again, stay in that area of, of where you're gifted and what God has, has placed within you. I've been a part of a, a group uh, for almost four years now, and it's called SHAPE. And SHAPE stands for Sustaining Health and Pastoral Excellence. And uh, actually, it was Brian Smith, uh, Brenda's uh, son, who, uh, who got uh, the group started uh, almost four years ago. And it's a group of pastors that come together uh, to support and encourage one another to fulfill God's purpose in their life and their ministry. And so right now... Uh, I'm, uh, we're working on, as a group, we're working individually on, on uh, two or three areas in our life that we feel like God wants us to, to step up and make more of a priority in our life. And so we've written those things down and then we get together regularly uh, to, to go over those things, to see how we're doing, to encourage one another, to pray for one another. Uh, because uh, in ministry, it's easy to get burnout. And so uh, they, these groups are, are all across the nation uh, to help pastors not get burnout. 
and then fall out of ministry. And so they, they want us to, 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 to again, uh, make the things that need to be a priority a priority in our life and then set a plan out for those. And so we're coming up this January on, on meeting together for four years. And actually, I think we're getting ready to then to decide, are we going to continue to meet? Uh, but we've written them down, and so we share them with one another and, and encourage we, each other in our progress. And so here at First Church, we believe that knowing God, living with purpose, and being set in motion to serve in your area of giftedness, giftedness is so important that they've created next steps. Uh, they, uh, and, and it's a, a course, uh, a four-week uh, I think he does it in three uh, right now, but it, there's four steps. And, uh, and so there are four steps that we encourage everyone to go through, and it will help you to know God and to discover your, your, your uh, areas of giftedness and life purpose, and it'll help you begin serving in that area. And so if you've not gone through the next steps, uh, the next opportunity is coming up here on January 21st, the information's in your, in your worship folder, but I want to encourage you, if you haven't gone through next steps, or if you uh, don't really know what your area of giftedness is, sign up and go through next steps with uh, Pastor Josh, and, and discover your gifts, and, and then find out where God would have you serve uh, in, in his church. Uh, I want you to, to trust me for a minute, and I need you to use your imagination. Can you do that? Okay. I need you to, to use your imagination, and I want you to close your eyes. Okay. I want you to close your eyes, and I, and I want you to imagine with me and consider that if the new year, the new year that's coming up tomorrow, if it could actually, actually speak to you, Maybe this is what he might say. Here I am. I'm the new year. I am an unspoiled page in your book of time. I am your next chance at the art of living. I am your opportunity to practice what you have learned about life during the last 12 months. All that you sought and didn't find is hidden in me, waiting for you to search it, but with more determination. All the good that you tried, tried for and didn't achieve is mine to grant you when you have fewer conflicting desires. All that you dreamed but didn't dare to do, all that you hoped but did not will, all the faith that you claimed but did not have. These slumber slightly, waiting to be awakened by the touch of a strong purpose. I am your opportunity to renew your allegiance to God who said, Behold, I make all things new. My Lord and my God, I come to you today and Lord, I pray over this church, this congregation, and its members. And Lord, I pray that you would, you would help each one of us to step up and to do more than just decide to change, but to make a plan for change. And then even share it with someone and, 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 
and be accountable to one another for, for making the plans that you have for us actually happen. And so, Lord, help us take advantage of what this new year has to offer. There's so much that you want to do in, in us and through us. Help us to take the steps to become the person that you really want us to be, to become the servant you want us to be. And in doing so, Lord, we will become the church you want us to be here in Talmadge. So help us discover our purpose. Help us to establish those priorities and to make a plan so that we can bring glory and honor to you. And now, Lord, I, I ask that you would take this offering and that you would, you would receive it. Receive it as a precious gift. And Lord, that you would help those that are in charge of its use have the wisdom to use it properly in the ways that you deem necessary. We thank you again, Lord, for all that you have done for us, for how faithful you have been to us this past year. May we step up and do more than just decide to be more faithful to you, but make a plan. And so, Lord, we give you ourselves. Do with them what you can and what you will. And Lord, we pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen.